You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com with your host, Jessica Morris. Hello, my friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of Between You and Me, the podcast where music makers talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jessica Morris. I am a music journalist, your host today, and I am happy to join you again for what's becoming weekly conversations while we navigate isolation life and COVID-19 together by finding some hope in our stories and in music and common grounds. I'm delighted to have you here today, whether you are here for the first time or you are a long-time listener, and we have a very special guest for you. Today, you will meet Rashawn Copeland. Now, Rashawn isn't a traditional musician in the sense that we normally interview. Fun fact, he was a hype man for Soldier Boy back in the day, but that's not the only reason we are interviewing him. You see, Rashawn is what you would call a Christian influencer. And anyone who knows about the Christian evangelical industry and market will know that at the moment, authors, pastors, sneakers are like a thing. There's a whole industry around it. I was approached by Rashawn and was really impressed because he has a cool way of saying, this is my story, this is who I am, and this is what I want to offer the world. So given this combination of his understanding of one, the general music industry and the weird beast that is the evangelical culture, pop culture, music world, I thought, wouldn't it be fun to talk to this dude about his life, how we got from one point to the other, and what it means to tell stories, stories that transcend people and audiences and cultures. And oh my gosh, this dude has a story to tell. He opens up today about his entire life journey. A part of that is because he's actually releasing a book in September called Start Where You Are. And he tells this entire story about how he grew up uh, in a really damaging and scary environment, how he survived being shot at, um, how he survived a suicide attempt and how he survived life and living in Hollywood and really living it up in Hollywood only to really realize he had nothing Um, and how his life has radically turned around now so that he's become um, a really influential person online, sharing the truth of God, sharing positive messages, sharing a podcast with people who talk about scriptures. This is like a, a night today story about a dude who was living one life and now is living a completely different one. And um, that makes it really fascinating because this guy is like no holds barred. He is right in. Because of that, I'm really excited for you to hear today's story, to hear his thoughts on the entertainment industry, to hear his life story and to hear what it means to actually find hope in the darkest places. A heads up, when you hear Rashawn's story, there are parts of it that may make some people uncomfortable. There are references to, there are references to gang violence and there are references to suicide. Uh, we are being very careful how we edit that so we don't trigger anyone, but please be aware of it. And if you need to go ahead by 10, 20 seconds, go for your life. Rashawn still has an incredible story and it won't take you much to catch up on it. All that being said, here is a very compelling conversation with our new friend, Rashawn Copeland. Summing up Rashawn Copeland is a complicated business. He is an author, a minister, a medical officer in the United States Army, a husband, a father, an evangelist, a leading podcaster, a businessman and a social media guru. And then to top it all off, you find out that in a former life, Rashawn was a hype man in Hollywood for Grammy award winning artist Soldier Boy. Yes, my mind exploded when I heard that too. So given all this, it's difficult to sum up Rashawn Copeland's life in two minutes, but let's give it a shot. Rashawn was an athlete and well loved by his peers when he was at school, but behind the scenes he experienced sexual abuse from the age of 11 and he was involved in gang culture. At 17 he was shot and nearly died and upon recovering he entered the United States Army as a medical officer. But longing for a bigger life, he soon moved to LA and made a name for himself as a hype man and influencer. By the time he became a hype man for Soldier Boy, Rashan was big time and in the world's eyes, he had made it. But with success came a lot of baggage and Rashan struggled with addiction to sex, money and porn. This led him to a dark and lonely place where he became suicidal. 
but in his moment of need, God reached him. It's a big story, and I'll let Rashan share it with you in our interview, but it's fair to say that from that day forward, Rashan Copeland's life took a big turn. Today, he uses his experience as an influencer and communicator to spread a message of hope across the globe. Locally, he and his wife Denise live in Oklahoma City, raising a blended family of three kids, and they are involved in the ministry at Elevate Church in Moore, Oklahoma. Rashawn spends his time preaching, speaking, and creating content for social media ministries I'm So Blessed Daily, Jesus Feed, and his podcast Scriptures and Stories, which reached number one on the spirituality charts in its first week of release. His debut book and memoir, Start Where You Are, comes out September and details his extraordinary story from hype man to minister and evangelist. I spoke to Rashawn about his radical life-changing journey, the necessity of Christian content in a secular world, and why a simple positive message on social media can change and save a life. Get ready for a really high energy, really moving in-depth conversation, my friends. This is Rashawn Copeland. Who is Rashawn Copeland for people who have never met you before? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so pumped to be on your amazing podcast. I know I just had you on mine. And um, well, my name is Rashawn Copeland. I'm a minister who writes and a writer who preaches. And uh, I, I I really take, take it to heart, uh, you know, having, you know, this position as a father and as a husband, uh, before any of those things. So I guess I would say I'm a son who has a, a few sons. I got three sons, and then I'm also a husband uh, that happens to write and, and, and share the gospel, uh, mainly digitally, but I also go and do a, a bit bit of speaking and traveling and uh, as an author as well. So <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that's that's a very, like, like bits and pieces and it covers everything you do but you do everything yeah. so well because I'm like oh, digitally man. you're all over it all over it and then you have a book coming out later this year can you tell me about that yes yes thank you so much for asking uh so my book is called start where you are it's basically how God meets us in our mess how he loves us through it and how he leads us out of it the big thing I'm trying to do is communicate God's mercy. And that's oftentimes a lot of times, like, it's just not a normal thing to us. Like he has this miraculous mercy he's poured out onto us, you know, all while we were broken and in need of a savior, uh, without us even knowing he came after us. And I'm just trying to convey this message that, you know, Jesus will meet you where you are. God will meet you where you are, but not only that, he'll, he'll love you through that process and he'll lead you out of it. So it's an invitation for anyone who's wanting a deeper relationship with God. And even if you don't want it, I'm, pleading that the reader gives them a chance because it will change everything and you're uh, about who you are and you know it'll really show you whose you are which it changes us right yeah yeah I hear that you have you have an incredible story in yourself um and I've only read the synops like the synopsis of it when I was reading through like what the book was about and I went, whoa, like I, we, we talked and I did a little bit of extra research afterwards for this interview and my mind was blowing because you have had so many experiences um, like and seen God ch- work through you so radically. Yeah. But you started essentially like in the music scene, music industry yeah. as well, and were a hype man for Soldier Boy. Is that right? Yes, yes, for a little bit. Yep, I enjoyed my time, you know, as far as having fun, but didn't know I would be so spiritually frustrated, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So can you tell me how your life experiences led you to this place right now where you know God and you're a minister? Amazing. Well, thank you, Jessica, for asking that. So years ago, years ago, um, you know, I was sort of like breaking up in a few defining moments. One, um, I grew up in a pretty like stable, you know, household. We were really in tune with our values and didn't know much about sort of like, you know, sort of each person has like a purpose from God. My family wasn't like religious, nor did they have a relationship with Jesus. So we pretty much were going with the flow of what they learned and, you know, sort of the self-help world and different things like that. So needless to say, I began to, uh, 
you know, sort of rebel in high school. I began to get around a lot of football players and athletes. And there was one season where I was sort of like, you know, shut off my parents, everything I had learned. And I sort of wanted to go my own route. And if anyone knows that can about pride, pride literally can destroy you. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, my story is like proof positive of that. And I'm sure many others have dealt with that where we put ourselves I before, you know, everyone else. And I just remember vividly years ago, uh, the very first defining moment in my life was I was hanging out with this young lady. It was after, you know, uh, a high school football game. I was like a high school, you know, athlete and very egotistical and, because uh, I was really good at it and I was pretty popular in school. And this is what happened. One night we're hanging in this car and I, I really just started dating this young lady. But unbeknown to me, she had an ex-boyfriend that uh, pretty much found out that we were, you know, seeing each other. Oh, wow. And he went in sort of this rage. Uh, he, out of nowhere, calls her phone. So, brr, brr, and then me being a prideful, egotistical guy, I like you know, reach for her phone to grab her phone and, you know, sort of take it away from mm-hmm. her. Because I seen it was a guy and I knew she would tell me about her ex and I seen his name. So there goes pride. I went and grabbed her phone. I was like, hello, hello. Um, why are you calling my girl? Basically saying something like that. Really not cool, right? Wow, something so yes. Crazy. And I'm just playing. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm in, I end up talking to this, uh, this guy and basically I, I tell him, hey, meet me. Here, which wasn't a wise thing to do. Oh, I no. told him where I was. That's rule number one. Don't tell your quote-unquote, you know, a girlfriend's ex-boyfriend where you're located. It won't end up good. But needless to say, I told him where I was. And, you know, a little bit after that, we hung up the phone. We're talking again. We're flirting, you know, doing what high school kids do, you know. And then all of a sudden, er, I hear a car pull up out of nowhere. It was actually a van when I looked up. You know, and I look across the parking lot, five guys jump out of the oh. car. They're, yeah, it's pretty crazy, right, already. Uh, but anyways, they're walking towards us, and I'm jumping out of the car. I sort of, you know, confidently get out, but deep down inside, I'm fearful. Because at this point, I'm trying to show this girl that I can hold it down, quote unquote, that mm-hmm. I'm not some punk or, you know, you know, or anything like that. So I'm walking towards these guys and I'm fearfully like, I don't know what's about to happen. I sort of get myself, brace myself for a fight. And as I'm getting like three, four feet away, one of the guys pulls out a pistol oh. and I turn and I run, I slip and I fall. He stood over me. Boom, boom, two gunshots. Oh. He ran jump back in the van him and his friends sped out i get up unbeknownst to me like i run but next to the car where i where i just had come from i dive next to the car because i didn't know if they were going to start shooting again it came to my mind they could just start shooting at me again so i just dove towards the passenger side of the car i look up the door is wide open and the girl is gone there's no one in the car i'm Uh. looking around it's dark it's cold the cement's cold but i feel all of a sudden this warm blood running up my leg all around the concrete. And it got so real to me. Life began to get so real to me because at that point I was on the verge of death because blood was everywhere. Uh, I'm weaving in in and out of consciousness. I'm looking around. My coaches aren't there. My family isn't there. My friends aren't there. And the girl isn't there. Mm -hmm. And at this moment, I don't know what's happening. So the only one, when I hit rock bottom, the only one I could cry out to was my rock. So I cried out to Jesus, cried out to God, because there were seeds planted. And then needless to say, I would say an angel, quote unquote, I called this guy, an angel came Mm -hmm. and picked me up about 20 minutes later Mm -hmm. after I'm contemplating, did I ever even live? You know, like I'm still on the ground contemplating, did I ever even live? I live for everybody, but... Wow. you know, for God and what his purposes were for me. But needless to say, an angel, a guy, I call him an angel. He came, picked me up, threw me, threw me in his truck a little bit after, you know, after my cry out, lament out to God. And it changed everything. I went back to the hospital and I'm closing out right here, but I went back to the hospital or to the hospital. Uh, he rushed me there. And as I'm sitting in the ER room, you know, moments later, 
literally, I lost so much blood at this point. The hospital, the doctors and nurses said, how are you even still alive? Whoa. But I'm laying here in the bed. I see, see, again, my father was a military man. He was a, you know, a man of great bravado. He, he walks in the room and for the first time ever, this is the first time ever I see my dad with tears flowing down his head or down his face. And the first thing I began to think about, if my earthly father is crying, how much more is my heavenly father crying out that I will come to a knowledge of who he is and, and turn my life over to him and be led by him instead mm-hmm. of the father of lies. So that's where we, that's where I was. That was the cataclysmic moment there that sort of opened up the door for the gospel, the seed to be planted. And uh, that changed everything for me, just that first seed, Jessica. <laughs> Hospital, business as usual. Devil tried to book my funeral. I'm immovable, not beautiful. But hey, doc, what you got for me? Preach, preach, come, come, pray for me. Jesus, I'm no saint, but please save my soul. I play for keeps. Living like a god, not lives. Trial by fire, I won't expire. Down my spine, survival, angel come and sing the choir. Living it on the edge like this is all a dream. Come and wake me up, can you rescue me? Living on the edge, I start to fall asleep. Don't believe in luck, but I play for keeps. Why don't you wake me up if this is all a huge turning point how man how how old were you when that happened how old was i yes 17 years old wow yeah wow insane right (laughs) that's nuts um so a lot has happened even between then and now for you what is the key difference between Rashawn then the night before he got shot and you now? I would say now the big difference, the the difference, um, one, that Rashawn didn't fear God. This Rashawn fears God, but it's a, it's a good fear. It's like this, this respect, this reverence, this uh, honor uh, that I can't help but to give to my heavenly father. There's this new perspective now towards life because of what he's shown me through his word, transforming and changing me. So this Rashawn, the difference is basically these several things. It's now I have a rich understanding because of the scriptures of what my life, who I am and whose I am. (laughs) Number two is now it's not about me anymore. The Holy Spirit has given me power to live beyond myself. So that's another big thing. And I would say now my desires have changed. My affections have changed now that I've come to uh, know him, Jesus Christ. He's changed my heart and life inside out. I got a new heart, basically, yeah. and a new spirit. So that's the difference between this one and that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's like you have a new life. It's like you you survived. Mm. It's incredible. Yes, 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 sister. Um, so can you tell me how you went from that point to being in the music industry to okay. somehow becoming a pastor and a minister? Definitely. I would love to share about that. So after, you know, that incident, um, I end up, you know, trying to find, you know, even deeper uh, fellowship and community people who love Christ my age, but I just didn't see that. So as I'm over here experiencing God, you know, I left the realm of sort of believing in God where I would tweet, Hey, God, God first, God this, Mm -hmm. and we'll put it on our, our helmets and our our cleats and different things like that. I, I left that realm of belief to, you know, actually experiencing him. But the problem is when we experience God and we don't have a community, our walk with him can be, ineffective. And because I didn't have people around me to pour into me, to disciple me, 
to help me grow in my faith, I found myself drifting away from him. Uh, so in between that time and when I signed back to go to college and play football, um, I began to get around people who the Bible says clearly in Psalms 1, don't hang around. So basically, you know, and if I would have knew this verse a long time ago, it probably would have saved me. But basically Psalms 1 goes into saying, you know, don't, blessed is he that does not walk in step with the wicked or take the way that sinners take or delight in the company of mockers, but blessed is he that delights in the law of the Lord. You know, that person will be prosperous and successful in all they do. I wish I would have knew that because at that point I would have watched out who I allowed in my circles. And, you know, you hear the saying like who you hang out with is who you eventually become. And I see myself, you know, you know, becoming more like that. I understand my victory over darkness. And so what ends up happening, you know, Jessica, I end up um, finishing out my college career. I commissioned to the army and I went off to army medical school. And as I'm off in army medical school, I have this discontentment and it was sort of, you know, uh, driven by comparison. I began to compare myself to other people uh, and I would say, you know, in all honesty, I would see one, my cousin, he was out in LA, he was doing movies like American Pie. Oh, was wow. an American Pie movie. And yeah, so he was like the only black guy in that movie. So if you go wow. back and watch it, you'll see yeah. it. But, <laughs> but he was also in a movie uh, where he played Zac Efron's best, fr- best friend uh, called The Lucky One. So he was in that movie as well. And I was like, my cousin is out there doing it big. Yeah. And I want to get out there with him. So I began to play that comparison game, seeing him on the red carpet and sort of living that life. And then I eventually reached out to him and, you know, we reconnected and uh, we are like, Hey bro, you might as well come out here with me. And he sort of spurred me on to like, Hey, I'm going to join. I'm going to leave army medical school. I did graduate, but I'm going to leave active duty military and I'm going to sort of go over and, you know, uh, go into reserve components so I can go chase my dreams, quote unquote, you know, like everyone tells you to do in America. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Chase the American dream. But anyways, I finally get out there and, Needless to say, I mean, my cousin is connected with everybody. I began to meet all type of celebrities and I began to get in those circles. I got really big on Vine and different social media platforms. I was sort of riding the the rocket ship of social media fame, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And I found myself, uh, you know, finally with the great opportunity. I got with one artist named Tech Nine and several other large artists uh, that were doing their thing. And I began to because I already had an existing platform, they brought me on as a hype man. And I signed with this agency out of New York called Fabrizio Agency. And at that point, that's who connected me with Soldier Boy. So I signed to be on a Canadian tour with Soldier Boy. But at that point, he began to get like a lot of different things going on with yeah. himself. You know, he got arrested and, you know, his rights. Uh, basically, he couldn't leave uh, the country because he was on some type of sure. deal. So our, our tour got canceled and and there was just different things within that. Not who I want to be Can a dark heart change But every time I try It always feels the same I'll get so lost in a feeling I'll lose my mind in a minute Please calm the storm I'm creating I get so high began to get in this place i was ha- i had a beautiful house in the valley i had a nice car g-wagon you know i had the girl quote-unquote of my dreams who was at usc as a law student wow. and on my other side i had a darker side of me that was sort of hiding things uh from the standpoint as i'm dating this this girl i could see potentially being wifey material 
on the back end, I had this girl who was a little less, less mm-hmm. than that in my eyes, but she was something that was filling a void in me. So it was a young lady in a porn in the porn industry that I was sort of entertaining at that time. My heart was far from God at this point. I was in the darkest of dark places. So what ends up happening, um, my friend, who was also a friend of the girl I was dating at USC, ends up telling her what I was sort of doing, talking behind her back mm-hmm. to a girl in the porn industry. So what ends up happening is we end up, you know, breaking up and then I sort of like spiraled into this deep, dark depression. Uh, And then my friends end up walking out on me. So all of a sudden I'm all alone in my house in the Valley. And all of a sudden, you know, one night I was just like, why am I still here all over the place? And all of a sudden, this is why it drives me. And I'm so passionate about reaching people digitally online for it, like all of a sudden my phone lights up there's a notification from Facebook I open up this this uh message and this young lady she basically writes this verse oh how wide how deep how wow. vast the love of God is and nothing in all creation can separate us from this love in Christ Jesus when I began to read start reading I started weeping I read it over 20 times and before I knew tears were rolling out of my eyes and I was crying out to God and I truly allowed his love to sink in my heart again. And that really turned everything. And I reached out to that girl. Can you please tell me about this love in Christ? And she shared with me, I I, I literally gave my life to the Lord over again, rededicated, repented, turned from my sins, placed my faith in Christ. And then I started learning more about my identity and how I didn't have to carry those burdens of my past anymore. How I was a new creation, you know, and yeah, and I started becoming the spiritual person God, you know, created me to be, you know, and he met me in my mess and he loved me through and led me out of it. So that was it. That's (laughs) That's how it happened. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. It's, it's it's an honor. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica, for allowing me. I, I, I enjoy sharing, yeah, sharing that message because it's all him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, and it's no small thing. No, no matter how many times we share our story um, mm. and how much we work through it, so we're sharing it from a really healthy place, it's still a, I still feel like it's a really sacred and vulnerable thing to do. Um so thank you. I know I know you do it because it's part of your ministry now and part of your life and your heart for the world, but thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, that means a lot, Jessica. Thank you. It does take a lot to open up and share some of that stuff. And yeah, thank you so much. There's a fire inside, you can feel it burning. It's a neon light glowing like a furnace. Every new sunrise is one step closer It's a sign in the sky that the fight's not over So face the world, it's now or never This is your moment, let it begin This could change everything Can you feel it now? Something's in the air from our conversation to talk about one of our amazing sponsors. Do you create wedding videos, podcasts, ads, content, maybe even one of those slideshows while you're trying to move your church into the 21st century? Well, Soundstripe is the answer to all your problems. The ultimate music stock site made for video producers, they offer a great variety of high quality royalty free songs and have an unlimited licensing model. This is literally one of a kind in the industry. 
And that is because it was created by musicians. With a monthly or yearly fee, you have unlimited access to world-class music. We are talking composers like Aaron Sprinkle and Matt Winton. Every time you license a song through Soundstripe, the royalty goes straight back to the musician. With curator playlist, new music every week, and more than 30,000 special effects. This is the ultimate source of music for creatives. Trust me, I've been using this since day one with Between You and Me, and I can tell you that any background music you are hearing comes directly from Soundstripe. They are absolutely incredible. When you sign up for Soundstripe today, you can get 10% off using the code UMEPOD. That is soundstripe.com with the code UMEPOD. And now back to the show. When I think of the Christian industry and like the evangelical music industry, um, preachers, pastors, authors, which you are very much a part of, social influences, um, uh-huh. but you've also been part of the quote unquote secular industry, and you yes. know you know it so well, and you had life in both of those spheres. Um, is it possible for them to cross over in a healthy way, or do you think that they need to be? essentially divided um, because it's not possible to coexist in both? I, so this is a great question. This is a great question. Um, there's two things that comes come to mind immediately. Like, I think the believer has to, one, be, you know, as far as if you're in the industry and you're sort of, like cross-pollinating with our working with our collabing and doing different things with different artists and things like that. And um, I really believe that one, it takes a crazy spiritual maturity, but you also having someone with you, like an accountability partner, mm-hmm. but um, you know, because I don't want to be the person Jesus was attracted. He was a friend of sinners. So I would, I would, I have this aspect of me, like in another thing, Paul said, we become like all men so that we may win some. So sometimes God has strategically put us in places to sort of, you know, you know, bring his light and his joy and his peace and his truth into those circumstances. And, you know, but the moment we start compromising the truth for trends, that's where the problem is. And I think What's important is that we have this um, conviction that we carry as believers that although we might be in these circles, to but we're really intentional about influencing them for the kingdom of God. And we do have sort of, I, we love them with sort of without an agenda, but we, we're on mission for God in those places. And I, I would be the last one to tell someone not to sort of, be in those environments because I'm even drawn to environments right now where, you know, with wisdom, of course, I, I, I'm really, I got to hear from the Lord to go different places and different things, but I'm always on assignment when I go to those places and and things like that. But yeah, but then again, Jesus, he said, either you're for me or against me. So I, I would just be careful about, you know, about yeah compromise yeah. that's that's what i would say i get that yeah yeah absolutely and i think that that's um that for some people it's like a really fine line and for others there's like nearly this grayness to it that god leads them through um mm. and that's and yeah i i'm always i'm i'm always curious about how people answer that question only because pe- i have spoken to so many people who feel called to specific industries and specific mm. audiences. Um, so as someone who's been in both, it actually, I love hearing your insight into that because I feel like that's really valuable. Wow. And you know what, Jessica, what's crazy is like, as much as I've loved rap music, I mean, Tupac, 50 Cent, like I, Eminem, like you mm-hmm. name them. I love so many, you know, back in the day, that was my thing. Fast forward now, like when if I were to like I can't even listen to music that's not flowing from a pure heart. Yeah, I yeah. like I can't do it because it just entices me and it gives me back to my past. Maybe I'm just not no f- completely free from some of those things right now because the battlefield is you know I just can't. I gotta watch what I feed myself. You know yeah and no I think that's we where all, I am. We all have to uh, do that. I get that. Yeah yeah. No, so 100%. I get that. I think we all, 
in in different ways, obviously, because we've got different stories. But I feel like we all have have those things that if we for other people they might be fine, but for us, if we entertain them in some way, we know ourselves and we know our our spirit, and so we know that if yes. we take a step towards that, it's going to be really hard to step back. Um, so true. So I I so um true. I really get that. I get that because not everyone understands it, but you just know you're like no no. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be there, cause I know just where you are. This ain't a feeling. Don't you know I hold your heart? Been through it with them long days. Long days turn to long nights. Walk in, now it's A-list. Pass the line, take off on flights. Grab all the perks I want. Set the filter full stun. Back of my mind here. Grab that bag. Toast up to the friends I had. Gotta get to that next level. Last play was that X level. Digging the courts with a new shovel. Running a play with a no huddle. Riding around with my top down. People saying I'm up now. Thinking back, man, I wanted this. What's the price? what I miss? Everything. The change, man, I want it down Pulled up with the range like a quarterback I've been steady aiming for all of that Something not to say, don't know how to act I thought that I made it I think I misplaced it Time for me to trade it I gotta trade it No, I'm gonna be Cause I know just where you are This ain't a feeling Don't you know I hold your heart Part of the work you do now is digital which after hearing your story makes so much sense I'm like of course of course that's your ministry Um, So you have I'm So Blessed Daily and the Scripture and Stories podcast among the billion of other things that you do really well. Um, but can you tell me what inspired I'm So Blessed Daily and then how why you went on to create the podcast? Definitely. I would love to share. So I'm So Blessed Daily. We just, we it was really simple. One, uh, it was pretty much, you know, compelled or I was convinced and like convicted that, Hey, if God used the simple social media post to reach me, how many more people can, you know, I sort of bring that hope to and that joy to and that, you know, encouragement and inspiring messages every single day. But it wasn't just that, like one, I was nervous to even get started at first, you know, because there's all these things, am I qualified? Like, who am I to be able to share with my past? And like, there's different things the Lord had to free me from, you know, and it, I had, it took me writing down, I think it's John chapter eight eight thirty two where it says, you, you know, uh, you will know the truth and the truth will set mm-hmm. you free. I've, I've been like having to meditate on stuff like that because, you know, I wanted to be free. I had to re- know who I was in Christ and over in like how, you know, now in Christ, I have victory over darkness. So I'm called to be a light into a dark world. I had to really believe that uh, before I could even, you know, start posting. Even mm-hmm. when we only had 100 people, now it's over 5 million people mm-hmm. or almost 6 million people wow. on that one page. And like, like, so it was those humble beginnings, really knowing who I am and whose I am, yeah. the truth of that. And and, and pouring out every single day. And the big thing that I wanted to, you know, really just be as available to people uh, out of everything. Like I didn't have no great skill to bring. I didn't have a sort of a great wealth of knowledge on, you know, theology or all these robust things of, of the scriptures and different things like that. But all I had was this, I was a guy who, who loved Jesus and I love actively, you know, being engaged with him and becoming more like him. And I wanted to share that with the world, whether it was through words or through a video or whatever it could have been. And and God over time, you know, it's been about four years now, has just increased increased our territory online and it's just been a blessing. And I can tell you I'm not like a smart guy in in any way. I stutter all the time. You know, I'm that guy that walks in late for worship. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but that's where God is glorified most in our weaknesses. We just got to be obedient and willing. So, yeah, that's what changed everything. <laughs> that's, yeah. 
I get that. It's amazing. And um, in a not not as uh, not as uh, not at the same level where so many people can see it, but I totally understand taking the <laughs> risk of trying to create something, um, and then constantly trying to root yourself back in God to remember who you are because. I I know for me, I always find myself comparing myself to other people and their success and what I think I should be doing. Um, And when I do that, I find that it doesn't matter what heights I reach. Mm. I feel like there's always something more. Um, Yeah. So I. So good. Yeah. So, so I, I appreciate that, uh, that you just, you just stick to it. Like, yep, I'm just standing my ground. You're just doing your thing and serving and it grows because it's truth. And I think that's really cool. Amen. Um, Thank you, Jeff. Of course. I have a few wrap-up questions for you. But before I ask them, it has have I missed anything? Is there anything you want to talk about? So what I would just want to make clear uh, to, to your audience and also even to us, just to remind us of this simple thing is that, like, at the end of the day, we're not too far to be reached from God. I think that's the big problem. Like, even as a believer, like, we feel like we have to have it all together all the yes. time. And he's just waiting for us to come to him with that broken and contrite heart. And he's ready to accept us with his love and arms and, and bring us back uh, to the world that never runs dry. Everything else will, you know, mm-hmm. everything else will leave us depleted but we're completed in him. So that's all I want to say. You're not too far to be reached. You're not too broken to be fixed and you're not too dirty to be cleansed. And uh, that's the only encouragement I will really have. Like you are all that matters. The one I want longing just to know you with all my heart. I throw my shame away. All of my sin. question for you what is your favorite music album of all time favorite music album of all time Mm -hmm. um i would have to say uh uh, well honestly all eyes on me by tupac Mm -hmm. just because of where i was when i was a young kid and i just needed raw and real transparent content um and yeah but if we fast forward to now, it would definitely be, you know, one of the amazing worship. Uh, I love the Dallas worship. Uh, what is it? Upper Room. I yes. Upper oh, room. it's so good. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Both both excellent answers. I love the diversity in that. That's important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my other question for you is while we're all isolating and staying home, we are finding very creative ways to entertain ourselves and do mm. things with our families. What is your favorite pastime during self-isolation? Oh, okay. My favorite pastime? Yeah, whether it's like doing something with the kids or reading a book or watching a TV oh, show sweet. or going for a run. So that would actually be, during during this time, one, we love movies, but it didn't move me as much as we, as it, as it did, you know, sort of us going out together as a family mm-hmm. and we got a new puppy about Ooh. two weeks ago. Yeah. And he's such a, a, a beautiful, beautiful puppy. Uh, and we took him out for the walk the first time ever, uh, this week. And we actually, you know, put the, you know, leash on him in this, this little, um, leash, uh, uh deal for his uh chest where we were walking him and stuff but needless to say he was just having the time of his <laughs> life because he never went on a walk before i'm talking he was 
diving in the gutter. So good. He was, yeah, yeah, a little puppy, and he would see other dogs. He would, he wouldn't be sure if he should run towards them and lick them or run away and retreat <laughs> towards the house. But it was just so fun, and the kids had a had so much fun. So that that would by far be the funnest moment this recently so oh that wins <laughs> yeah. that's awesome i love yeah. that uh, what what's the dog's name uh so his name or her name i'm her sorry, name, sorry. It's esther oh beautiful esther. i love yeah. it i love yeah. her already Perfect. she's royalty <laughs> <laughs> of course she is um and my last question for you um if you could go back in time and speak to rashan uh, back when he was 17, what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now? I would say life starts at the end of yourself. Ooh. And I would just say that in with all sincerity and with love. And I, I think he would grab it, but the flickering lights, the, the all the things – the true light comes from within you and you, it'll never be any lights that where you're in front of a spotlight. Mm -hmm. The true light has already come into the world to bring you true life that will change everyone's life in your yeah, influence. If you would just submit your life to him. So yeah, true life comes at the end of your life. True life starts at the end of your life. In the morning you sing over me I receive your mercy Your faithfulness is clear to see It's like the sunrise Constant every day Every breath I breathe an invitation To believe you are created Is that a story or what? Like I was so thrilled when Rashan approached me and said, yes, I love your podcast. Let's chat. So we swapped. We're in each other's podcasts. And um, I just love that he's so open telling his story and that he gets he gets the love of music and storytelling and communication. And it's just a really unusual package, but it's really, really cool. So thank you for joining us, Rashan, And thank you guys for sharing in that moment. If you are in a really, really difficult living environment right now, I would love you to ask for help. Um, there are a few ways to practically do that depending on where you live. So I would love to give you the helpline of the Lifeline in America. If you live in the US, that is 1-800-273-8255. And in Australia, that's Lifeline on 13 11 14. But I know that there are so many of you who live outside of those areas or would prefer to contact someone or a specific service uh, like over text or internet chat or something. So if that's you, please, um, I would love for you to go and visit our friends at To Write Love on Her Arms. They are a wonderful nonprofit based in Florida. They have a Find Help database that covers a huge amount of services, including COVID-19 support across the world. So you can go and find a number for your country or region or some more details by just visiting them at twaloha.com. That is T-W-L-O-H-A.com. I will put the link in our profile and just hit the find help message. If you would like to connect with Rashawn Copeland, please do. He would love that. He clearly loves communicating. It's his thing. So you can find him on Instagram at HypeSir. That is H-Y-P-E-S-I-R. You can find him on Facebook at Rashawn Copeland, W-W-M. And you can find him on Twitter at HypeSir7. 
don't stress all those links are in the show notes so you can connect with him very easily you will also find a link in there to pre-order his book start where you are which is out in september it's very exciting thank you guys for joining us today If you loved what you heard, please go and subscribe. We are doing new episodes every week. And next week, drumroll please, we are speaking to Ellie Limebear, who is the most wonderful, talented uh, Christian worship artist at the moment. But I think even if you don't like Christian music, I think you'll really like Ellie. She has this whole, it's like an ethereal vibe. If you like Brooke Fraser, like her early stuff, it reminds me a bit of that. It's... It's just really fun. I think you'll really like her. So definitely make sure you hit subscribe. So as soon as we drop our episode with Ellie Limebear next week, you get that. And if you enjoyed the show, please go and head over to Apple iTunes podcast and give us a rating. We would love five stars. We would love to amplify the voices of these incredible people and the stories they tell, because we know that music makers and creatives have something really amazing to offer the world. And often there's more of a story behind their music and behind their content than just what they're giving us and I love and feel so honored that so many people choose to share it with us that is all I have for you guys this week but please take care and stay safe while we're all staying home and isolating to flatten that curb please know that you are loved please know you are heard and please know that whatever this is this will pass and we will get there if you would like to connect with us online, go for it. We are at betweenyouandmepod.com and you can find us on Instagram at betweenyoumepod. Let us know what you thought of today's episode and if you have any artists or musicians that you would like us to interview, send your suggestions over because I would love to hear them. That is all for today. My name is Jessica Morris. I will see you guys next week. Here's to hope. Yeah, everybody hurts sometimes, I know that's what they say But right now it seems this loneliness won't go away Can anybody feel this heartache? Is anyone around? Feels like we're running round in circles, we can't catch a breath We can't enjoy the moment when we always want what's next Just when I can't take no more It's when I hear you say Don't hang your head when you get lonely can hide from the one who gave his life so I could get back mine so when you can't take no more look up and hear him say don't hang your head when you get lonely Sustains all of my life You are the one that I run to In you I am satisfied Thank you for listening to the Between You and Me podcast Stay connected by visiting www.betweenyouandmepod.com And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews Get plugged in to JesusWire.com No